0: This is Teenage Scream, where we fondly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan, this is my
1: co-host Heather Parry, and joining us today is Distant Building Works. Oh, God. So, I really am sorry if Distant Building Works is an unwelcome guest on this
0: podcast, but that is just what's happening. I really hope that you guys can't hear that. The story there is that they're renovating a very beautiful, very old hospital, very close to where we live. To turn it into what will almost undoubtedly be horrible fucking faceless flats. Very expensive. Um, Very expensive, horrible faceless flats. Which they have um, already knocked down a listed building that they shouldn't have done. And then they just go, oopsie, because what are you going to do? Rebuild it again? They should have to rebuild it. Yeah, and then when I emailed my councillor about it, because I'm 33 years old, she was just like a massive bitch over email. And I was like... Thanks. Uh, fucking excuse me, you represent me. Sorry, anyway. I care about listed buildings. Sorry about politics on the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, it's stopped for now. But anyway, so if you can, so if if you can hear back, a, a horrible kind of like thudding dull. I'm hoping it will just add brain. to the sort of, yeah, it's how <laughs> we feel inside.
1: And hopefully it will add to the building tension that is not present in this book.
0: <laughs> it's anarchic, isn't it, this book? So the book is <laughs> Face Taker by mm-hmm. Philip Gross, who. Is he? I think he maybe he is, um, but it's one of the. <laughs> he is fully filling. <laughs> it's one of the unleashed series, the super Englishy ones, um, and yeah, it's um, it's a lot, isn't it? It's it's something. It's really something. <laughs> um, let me tell you about this cover, cause
1: is this cover transphobic? Oh, go on. Because that's the boy character, isn't it, with like makeup on, right? But it's meant to be scary, right? That he's got makeup on.
0: Yeah, is it? transphobic homophobic all the phobics both makeup phobic yeah. i'm it not sure. maybe it isn't i hadn't noticed i that, think but it's but now meant you to be the it. friend
1: character because at one point it's mentioned well i'm sure you'll get into it but at one point it's mentioned that he's like done up like a girl Hmm. is it hmm. anyway it's a you know like when you hold a torch when you when you're a kid and you tell ghost stories and you like hold a torch under your chin so your face is all like upshadowed is that correct we'll go with that cool that's a real word um i whatsapped heather this morning fully not a sentence and then it was like <laughs> sound ace nice what was i trying to say <laughs> no idea. who even knows the other day um i had a dream and I, I was like oh my it was so vivid and so scary and i was like so good it's story gold and i like sat up and wrote a big note in my notes app and i was like this is such an incredible story and then of course later i read it back and i was like this is nonsense. <laughs> it included the phrase which apparently I considered a full sentence Charlie Hunnam hugely muscled. I mean he is. Yeah, he is, but it's, it's like not a, a poem story, isn't it? <laughs> It's not even a sentence. Don't know what I was trying to convey with that. Just that he was there. Just he is. Just there he really is. fucking buff. I mean it was a good dream. Uh-huh. Yeah, Anyway, I mean, no one's complaining. <laughs> he is fit, isn't he? He is, but I don't I'm... think he was fit in queer as folk, but he's fit now. What? He was just a little twink in Queer as Folk.
0: Who was he in Queer as Folk? The boy. The, the young Yeah. In which version? The British one. Ah, uh, okay, I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, he was in that. Okay.
1: If you want to see him getting fully buttfucked <laughs> You can see that. That show really that brought exists. rimming to yeah. the masses, didn't it? I'm pretty sure he is rimmed in that show. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh anyway, moving on. Charlie Hannum is not on this cover, sadly. Um, it, yeah, it's a sort of uplit face of somebody with sort of heavy theatrical makeup on, like red lips and eyelashes, and they're sort of meant to be sinister, I think.
0: Yeah. Which I'm like, is this offensive? I mean, that is also like the kind of it's how they do. It's it's face pictures on all of the Unleashed series. That's true. Um, uplit or like very close if you're a bird. <laughs> <In this
1: one. laughs> That's a good. Um, profile picture for that bird yeah she put that on his twitter it makes me want to go <laughs> <laughs> that was not a bird joke <laughs> yeah oh twitter oh it could have been yeah. no that was terrible sorry that was such a grandpa joke <laughs> not even an uncle joke <laughs> well
0: will we get into this book i like that the building works have respected the podcast i'm really happy decided about it to stop for the I'm, day i'm gonna be really quietly pissed off throughout all of this if it comes back <clears throat> there's always one somewhere in the corner of a precinct on the station forecourt Anywhere that crowds pass by, waiting. Day and night it stands there, glowing with a white light from inside. There's nothing to it, really. Just an upright chrome and plastic box, with a camera in it in a place you can't quite see. There are larger-than-life pictures on the outside. Square-jawed men, cute kids, and winsome women. How often you get winsome, is it? I know. As if... These are good for your vocabulary, these unleashed books. Mm. As if for just £2.50 in the slot. That could be you. There's a small grey curtain you twitch across to hide you, like a confessional in a Catholic church. Oh, that's quite good. Mm. People go in there looking serious and anxious like that too. Mm. Mm. That's actually quite a good start. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Shall I do the rest? Oh, yeah. It's not tall enough to stand up in. Watch a grown man, you'll see him squirming sideways, stooping. First, I'll have glanced a moment. No, it's okay. It's boring. I'm not going to do it. They're talking about a photo booth. And here's the situation. Um, so, our... I've written unnamed narrator But then halfway through my notes I realised he's called John I know, I
1: even noted the name John Because, yeah, I was like, oh I guess he hasn't got a name And then it's about a third of the way through the book You should probably Suddenly someone calls him John
0: We always take the piss out of Point Horror for being like, here's our protagonist But I feel like that would have actually been helpful Yeah. In this instance Anyway, we've got John And he's got a friend called Denzel Is it Denzel Doyle? Has
1: he though?
0: Is it Denzel Doyle? That would
1: be good. <laughs>
0: He's a cowboy hat.
1: Pet. I love teacher's pet.
0: <laughs> Denzel heady Doyle, days. who
1: appears out of a fern.
0: <laughs> I imagined him wearing a cowboy hat, but was that in the book? Yeah. Okay. I just I imagined him was so. very much as Homer Simpson in a cowboy hat, coming out of a oh, coming hedge. out of the hedge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that unless we had a group hallucination, which could happen, which could, I'm not saying is not the case. So anyway, let's say this is Denzel Doyle. Um, and Denzel is very good at kind of low-key bullying. Um, we start with a, a tale of how he drove a hard-of-hearing teacher to a mental breakdown. That's not cool. <laughs> it's really not cool. Don't do that. By getting the whole class to tail off their voices when speaking. So, like that. To make them think he was going uh, completely deaf, which worked. And he ran out of the class crying and then had to be, like, medically signed off work. It's not really bullying so much as just fucking awful behaviour. It's not a prank, it's just you're a fucking tosser. Yeah, especially, like, yeah, just awful. Just terrible. So I already hate him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thanks, I hate him. (laughs) Thanks, I hate this guy. Um, So Denzel needs some passport photos. So they go to a photo booth and a station and they find a dead woman in there. But they know who she is because she's a rough sleeper called Alice. And herein begins our shitty treatment. It's not very sensitive, this book, is it? No. Alice the Bag. She was a local feature around the station, with the down-and-out kids with thin, w- whispery voices in all kinds of accents. They came and went. Then there was V.I., which I've always taken to mean six,
1: <laughs> because oh, yeah. it's running rules,
0: but it's not. The hulking moon-faced one who didn't look like a beggar at first because he wore a jacket and tie, a different tie each day. Excuse me, spare a copper for a cup of tea, was his opening line. Or sometimes, excuse me, but we've lost our faintra <laughs> faintra <laughs> home, <laughs> me and my brother. The voice was polite, but not quite right. A child's voice in a grown-up body. So yeah, it was awful. And then they go on about how Alice was hunchbacked um, with her bro- broken trolley and she was famous for her smell. So yeah, that's she sounds just... like
1: she's just having a shit time. It really is just she's really had a really hard time. Things aren't going great. It's probably yeah. not anything to do with her fault.
0: Why are we not talking about what systems have not been put in place to take her out of this horrible situation? But no, we'll just talk shit we... on
1: her I suppose, in a mild defence of the book, like as a teenager, I wasn't very compassionate particularly. Mm. I think teenagers these days are not so shitty as we were.
0: Yeah, yeah, I because hope. they've got access to all of the universe's information (laughs) from about the age of one um yeah anyway they were like oh it's just alice in there being awful and then they're like oh no she's dead her eyes were open and dull for the first time in my life i knew that i was looking at a real person really dead good line yeah there's a good line that's quite scary yeah so uh she's died in there and then later on when they've talked to the police and everything denzel shows john um, the strip of photos that he took he says he took out of the photo booth slot. Um, it's a very very beautiful girl. I've got, I've got so many bits I want to read out of this book In um, a bad way or a good way? <laughs> I just think this guy actually like a lot of quite good writing in with the horrible class of shit mm. So this is the woman that they're looking at in the picture <clears throat> uh, Looking out at me it was one of the loveliest faces I had ever seen. I, I don't know why I hate the word lovely like that she wasn't pin-up glamorous, it was much more subtle than that. A heart-shaped face framed by black hair with black, wide eyes. She was dark, dark enough to have a hint of something further east than Indian, like Thai or Balinese. Oh. Is that okay? No, I don't know if it is. It isn't. The mouth and eyes were the mouth and the eyes, so like depersonalising as well. Were as neat as if they'd been outlined in pencil and at their corners was a slight tweak, like someone teasing very slightly with a joke she could not share. Let's get on to the quite horrible um, racial descriptions and stuff in this book, but we'll pin that um, because we get this description of Denzel. You know how some people have the kind of face that looks a bit too grown up even when they're young, as if they borrowed one from their uncle? Sometimes I've looked in the mirror and thought, it's perfectly okay my face, but so what? We've all seen films where the big guy. The bad guy, Mr. Big, is ugly and completely surrounded by beautiful women. You'd like to think it's just money, but deep down you know there's more to it. Denzel wasn't ugly, but it wouldn't have mattered if he'd had a high, uh, an eye patch, warts and scars. Whatever it is, that kind of power, Denzel had it. Simple as that. Do you think that's true? That, like, big sort of dudes who don't look that good. Big ugly summer. men,
1: even if they haven't got money, women like them. I think so, yeah. Do you know, it's weird. I remember going through a, an ugly man phase as a teenager. Hmm. I don't really know why. Like, men who were on the outside we were looking purely at physical sense, They were ugly. They were not handsome in any way, but I found them sexy. Well, it's like Jason Statham.
0: He's not a handsome man. Yeah, but he's not, he's not ugly. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. But he's, he's bald and completely fine-looking, but yet he's like a sex symbol. I suppose. I guess I'm thinking more like men who just look a bit... Weird, do you know,
1: like Rami Malik?
0: Yeah, who he's I not do, ugly. I,
1: he's
0: weird, I do think he's, he's really sexy, looking. but he's weird looking. Yeah, but he's like on the skinny sort of twink end of that. Is he gay? That's true. Just imagined he's gay. I don't, don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, probably just because he played Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, think, be. I don't know about his personal life. <laughs> I think big hulking dudes do have a kind of like confidence, and that confidence draws a lot of women to them. That's true. Also, they just look mean, and like that's an attraction what the fuck was that what are they doing I sometimes think that
1: about Vin Diesel I'm like is he hot because like no. he's hot but is he hot no you know? he isn't but he's hot like he would uh, but he's not really good looking I is don't... he just big just looks like Ross
0: from uh, EastEnders <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> they all look the same well maybe that's what I'm into anyway um, I quite like that description of him look, like looking old like looking yeah like, actually well
1: haven't we already established that all the men I fancy look like Eastern European gangsters yes Okay. maybe that's just my thing Chinese Mabel. He is so sexy.
0: <laughs> One day you're going to be on a panel with him and he will, for some reason, have listened to this podcast.
1: <laughs> and I'll be so embarrassed. I've actually, I have actually met him really briefly at a schmoozy do and he was like so beautiful to me that I couldn't look directly at him because <laughs> I did not want him to look at me because he would like see all the flaws on my face and I was like, no, please stand five metres away. I guess it was very <laughs> COVID-friendly all those years ago. I was like, please talk to me from five metres away where you cannot see... All my many <laughs> flaws, because you're so beautiful that I can't stand it, <laughs> and I've said China this to a few Mael. people who are like pals with him, like writer folk that are pals with him. I think he's really gorgeous, and they're like, huh all <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying is it's a good job you're married to all of them. Well, yeah, if I was going to leave, actually, there are only two men I would leave Annie for. no I wouldn't really leave her, but I would be tempted by China Mavel or Mark Hermod, that's it. Mark, Hermo. no others again not good looking
0: but really sexy very hypermasculine energy i think i
1: like yeah i like super masculine grumpy older men who they look really really masculine but they're actually like really smart really sensitive really lefty mm. that's my thing i think
0: i like muscular pretty boys yeah you do and but most of the time they turn out to be not that <laughs> sharp but david bucks that
1: trend um, yeah, he's a real gem. Because mm-hmm. he looks... I remember meeting him and being like, why is Heather going out with this rugby boy? <laughs> and then obviously you get to know him and you're like, oh, he's not like that at all.
0: No. Anyway. Maybe in a different life it was, <laughs> but... <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so they... He's taken this um, strip of photos of the um, potentially Balinese. Bali just seems like such a weird specific bit there as well. Yeah. Like, why are you doing it? Anyway. They've taken that out of the photo booth in which Alice died. So... The working theory is that... And I say working theory in verb in commas because it's kind of not ever really defined what they think is going on here. Yeah, I got quite muddled in this book.
1: Yeah, I... What I th- is happening? Thank you. I thought it was just me. No, I mean, again, as always, I was slightly tipsy and reading quickly, but even still, yeah. I did lose the thread a bit. I
0: kept going back and I was like, no, I must have lost something. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I didn't. I had every word. Um, so the working theory is that when you die, the energy or image of you sort of goes flash Um, and if there's a roll of film there it catches you as you were or as you think you are again not really really clear there then John thinks about his cousin Sarah and how she could, again unrelated really she could take a photo of you and draw on it until you looked like really really old or different again this seems to be a separate thing to the photo booth thing it doesn't make a lot of sense um, she drew on a picture of him when they were younger and it upset the whole family because they thought she was defacing a photo of their old Uncle Gilbert so which to be fair I do think is it, is it quite disrespectful to draw on the picture of a dead person but it wasn't it was a picture of him it was a picture of John oh oh and they she'd so successfully made it that <laughs> it looked like Uncle Gilbert but like this is like saying to be some sort of magic and it's just drawing on a picture yeah <laughs> it's quite weird Anyway, Denzel is like, oh my God, Sarah's got some sort of magic, um, and they go and meet her. So he brings her up after ages, and then they go and meet her. But I on like the that way, phrase, after ages. After ages. Um, I'm not going to read out another description of VI, but they see VI. Um, and he what calls, does VI stand for? Uh, can't remember. Doesn't God. matter. I can't remember either. It's the. Hang on. Well, no, you're going to have to. I it's something film. a bit a bit offensive isn't it I think it is village idiot oh that's it that's not nice yeah it's not nice at all he's wearing a suit <laughs> come on um so he calls the photo with the face taker which I think is actually really good yeah it's quite good like because that's what it does it takes your face mm-hmm. I like it
1: I have a photographer friend who he doesn't call it taking photos he says making photos oh like can I make your photo mm. which I always find really interesting Hmm. maybe he doesn't like this idea that you take something from someone Is English just
0: like a language? No. Oh, because it is make in a lot of other languages. Oh. Rather than take. Take's quite weird. I know, take your photo. Take your photo. Weird. It doesn't make sense. I find it weird that
1: some British people, but mostly Americans, will say take a shower or take a shit is the really weird one. I'm like, take it from where, mate? (laughs) Aren't you giving it? I'm
0: giving the (laughs) shower. You're giving the shit to the toilet. (laughs) Um... So it turns out, oh yeah, here's the other weird dodgy uh, racist bit. Denzel says he's Roma through his Hungarian grandmother, which I feel like we've had in a different book. We did have that, didn't we? Which, who was that?
1: I can't remember now. But I feel like
0: it was, again, Roma and Hungarian. Was it not? Uh, it must have been one of the English ones. The Stein.
1: no, wasn't it? Werewolf of Fever Swamp had something that used the G word in it.
0: Oh yeah, we get the G word in here yeah. as well um and again that is quite 90s to say that thing and but it made me feel horrible and also it might not be true um because he's quite good at fooling people which he does to claire sarah's friend who she brings along when they all meet up um except it's really sad because they say they're not really friends they're just like the last two people who aren't picked for a team which i think is really sad And it's not really like a friendship then is it it's like you've not been given any choice you sort of just yeah. Thrown together. Kind of like that as a kid, though, don't you think? Oh, I mean, yeah, I was like Harvey. a losery
1: kid, so that doesn't seem that shocking to me. No,
0: oh, I just think it's really sad. I know. There's quite a lot in this book that's sad, although obviously not presented that way. um So yeah, now we get this like weird mashup of like this Sarah's drawing on people's pictures is treated as some kind of like divination, <laughs> like it's. Like it shows what they're going to be like in future or it shows their, like, essential essence. Mm-hmm. Did you get this?
1: Yeah, I don't really
0: know where that was going. I don't really know how that's anything to do with the photo
1: booth either. Like, is it meant to be connected? Like, the photo booth does a weird thing to pictures but then also she
0: does something weird to pictures? Yeah, I think it is, like, that combination. Like, she... Maybe maybe this is the theory. I'm, I'm working this out in real time, so if it doesn't make sense, well, neither does the book. Um, maybe it's that the booth like grabs your essence somehow, but then it but then when with Alice, it showed her actually like that, whereas them it's just showing their current faces, and they have to put it through Sarah, who I then is like so affected by the pictures that she draws on it in a particular way. I think he had two
1: separate ideas <laughs> and sort of put them together, and they don't really they didn't work no it's like. I always say this if I'm doing, like, writing critiques, is you have all these ideas. Think of all your ideas as, like, fish in a shoal. And see if all your fish are swimming in different directions. It's not a shoal of fish, it's just a whole bunch of fucking fish. What you want is them to all be swimming in the same direction. I'm going to say, thanks. I know about writing sometimes. (laughs) But I don't think all these fish
0: are swimming in the same direction. No, and I think that's a very good way to put it. I think it's quite accurate because
1: it doesn't mean that there's anything necessarily wrong with the individual fish it's just they don't belong in the same
0: shore they've gone off course they've gone off course um, and let me describe what she does to the strip op- so they do two strips of pictures of Denzel first one's kind of normal um, blah 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 four Denzels again <laughs> I like that song blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh, they were and they weren't the first was a lad a wide boy <laughs> like rude boy I guess did you, do
1: you say that, wide boy? Wide boy, yeah. We used to say wide as well.
0: Wide-o, I like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: like maybe that's a Glasgow thing, saying a wide It's like, imagine like the guy that walks with his legs really wide, like, <laughs> way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I think wide boy, I think of like uh, Only Frozen and Horses. Yeah, kind of that, yeah. Anyway, so he's a wide boy with a crimp of wavy hair and a glint in his eyes. Um, she hadn't altered much. The second face was a shocker. And I didn't know how he could sit there cool as an ice cube and let us look at it. The face was powder white mask. That's the cover. The eyes were half-shut half slits, veiled by long lashes, tarred with mascara. The mouth was daubed with blood-red glossy lipstick. Rocky Horror Show, I thought. This was Denzel in drag. Why is that bad? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's
1: is like, a bit homo-phobic. Is it a bit homophobic? Homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> homophobic. Because it's like...
0: He's meant to look, like, scary or horrible. Like, I cannot believe he's letting us look at a picture of him where he's been made to look like he's in drag. Exactly. I feel like that's not something to... Anyway. Yeah. The second one, third one, he looks like um, the ancient mariner. Um, and the fourth one, he looks like a count with an Eastern European accent. So you mean Dracula. The count. <laughs> just say, or just say count Dracula. Or the from fine. Sesame Street. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Do you know... That
1: is based on real... Well, I don't know if this was the thought process of the makers of Sesame Street, but that's meant to be how you get rid of a vampire. If a vampire is chasing you... I was going to say stroking you. Fucking Freudian Weird. slip there. If a vampire is chasing you, you should throw down lots of small objects, like um, rice or beans, because they have to count them. Oh. So a vampire, if you throw like small objects down, they have to stop and count them all before they can continue chasing you. So I wonder if that's why the count counts oh my
0: god i hope so yeah that's fantastic yeah i love that there you go there's your bit of mythology of the day <laughs> well then he says it's um he's the jack the king the queen and the ace of guys um, what's the ace of
1: guys well, did he just make
0: that up i thought it was like maybe a tarot thing like <laughs> who's saying queen of cups i don't know a fucking thing about tarot so I, I don't, don't think know. guys is one tarot <laughs> ace of guys oh no it's me the guy <laughs> but yeah he says he's that uh, and then he kind I think of tarot is like cups wands swords swords and snakes no no that's
1: snakes and ladders <laughs> i can't remember the other one but they correspond to also like on playing cards like spades diamonds hearts and clubs right I okay think. Do they? I don't know. I think they can. Like, I think you can do tarot with playing cards. Oh, oh, But, I mean, don't quote me on that because I'm far from an expert.
0: I literally don't know anything
1: about anyway, it. That's second. about the extent of my knowledge. Again, writers, we know lots of tiny things and
0: nothing in any depth. Very shy. Um, anyway, so that's like Denzel's. What is that? His four personalities then? So maybe he is a I guess. queer. Maybe. If one of them's the queen or maybe he just wants to maybe he's straight but he wants to be in drag which
1: is fine yeah normalize drag normalize pegging it's okay to be a straight man and be into these things yeah, it really is I can't believe you said that not me <laughs> I just feel like that's your brand Heather Parry normalize pegging
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah. oh I'm so sorry mom um, so the reason that the second set worked out there and the first one didn't is that he uh, shed a drop of blood. So he says, the thing is you need a sacrifice inside the booth. Oh. And again,
1: the, your fish are all going in different directions now, mate. Yeah,
0: again. There's strange. nothing wrong with your fish, but they're not swimming together. I can really think that they told the writers of this series, the English series, that they had, everything had to be in some way related to like paganism. Yeah, that's true. Do you know, it's a shame that it is an English series because I would have loved a Scottish one, mm. like
1: a good Scottish forest story would have been brilliant. There was one that was set in Wales, wasn't there? Yeah, I was going to say that, that, was, that yeah. That's it, all the rest are England.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, Scholastic, if you're listening, we can do a reboot. Give us a call. Um, so they also do this for John and Claire, <laughs> and I've written here, John, that's his name. <laughs> like I couldn't just think that, I had to write it down. Um, I literally wrote it in my notes as well <laughs> It's John, isn't it? It's only mentioned like once It's weird um, Anyway, they turn out creepy and awful um, And then they go to like the station where the kind of like people who are, ho- who are homeless like sleep I assume um, And they go and to rifle through Alice's stuff Don't I know Don't And then VI stops them and then he shows them this like passageway through of shit Like full of shit, sorry and again, I, I'm like, is that real or is that not real? Uh, it's about at this point in the book where I start to really lose what's going on. Mm. So I've done my best. It's because all the fish are pulling you in different directions and you're like, wait, which one am I following? What's this happening? Um, anyway, like, V.I. just seems like quite a sweet soul, really. Um, he talks about his brother a lot, which I'll come back to. Um, and then another sad bit is like, what, um, what's his tit, Denzel says about his parents. <clears throat> I can come in when I want to. If I want, I can stay out all night. Stay out where? Oh, anywhere. Clubs sometimes. What fucking all night clubs are you getting into when you're like sixty? Come on. I mean, I guess
1: if a club opens at three, and then like the trains start running at six, you've only got. Do oh, you mean hours. closes at three? Oh yeah. What did I say? Opens. Yeah. Closes at three, and then like the trains start running at like half five, six. So that only gives you a few hours
0: to like have nowhere to go. <gasps> I remember sitting in Victoria train station having come out of a club at like five and waiting for the fucking trains to go I remember my brother
1: who is about a thousand times cooler than me when he lived here He lives in Toronto now, but he used to live in Glasgow I remember him saying that he was going to some party some bridge party So like where the train line is there's like the bridges and there's clubs and stuff in there No here in Glasgow. And he was like yeah, it starts at 6 and I was like 6 p.m (laughs) Because what do you mean
0: it starts at 6 a.m Like who can be fucking arsed with that? It's an after party. That sounds awful. They're, when I lived in Toronto, there's a place called uh, Comfort Zone, which was like, I can't remember, I can't recall what it looks like having been in there, like, maybe a dozen times. That's what sort of state you go in. That's the drunks, Heather. That's what they do to you. <laughs> it was just uh, a rough time. But, you know, that's what I thought. He's going to places like Comfort Zone, and he's, like, 17 years old. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I would have been like, I mean, you 30. could. Like, I was getting into clubs
1: when I was... 15, 16. Yeah. The, I actually one. went to Overs clubs before I went to because there's also Unders clubs, like under 18 clubs. Mm. But I went to the Overs clubs first and was a bit frightened. Funny that you should <laughs> Started say going to the Unders clubs instead.
0: Funny that you should say Overs and Unders because that comes up in here as well. Oh. Anyway, he says um, or sometimes he's just walking around and you needn't look like that. They're cool, my parents. We've got an arrangement like they've got with each other. You're married. <laughs> well, maybe he means they're Polly? Oh my god, he's Polly with his parents. Oh, Uh, I don't think he means that. They don't interfere. That's great, isn't it? You're dead envious, aren't you? And then he goes on about how actually it's horrible and uh, he wishes he could just be normal and then he isn't. And he's like, oh, what a horrible burden to bear. (laughs) Yeah, weird. Yeah. mm. I think the majority of kids would like their parents to be boring. So, something happens here that makes them all go quite weird. So Claire um, starts dressing like an 80s-era Madonna. Hot. <laughs> um, and then kills a mouse as a sacrifice to the face-taker. I mean, I want to be friends with her now. <laughs> it's a real bait and switch because they're like... Madonna the mouse murderer. <laughs> she's like, yeah, no, I made a sacrifice, but it was just a stray cat. And I'm like, oh, my God, you killed a cat. And then she's like, it had something in its paws, and it was a mouse. And I was like, Why fucking bait and switch. Oh. I'm not happy about that. So she didn't kill anything? She killed the mouse. Well, or the cat was going to kill the mouse anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she does some shoplifting. And then okay. they kind of just like, all turn into randy teenagers. It's very <laughs> unusual. Um, although I have a theory about it. But I also oh. have a little bit. A um, theory and a little bit? You are spoiling us, Parry. <laughs> it's like they suddenly start going out to like clubs and bars and stuff and acting really adult. Um, so they... Go to... I felt something tug at my sweater and then it missed, missed flesh by a blah blah blah. I was running down three stairs. <laughs> I was running downstairs three steps at a time. I burst into the bar into swaying bodies. A crush of body swaying, a throb of bass, the flickering lights. I knew as if by instinct where Sarah would be. At the bar there was a knot of men. All clustered around one spot and yes, in the thick of it, glittering gold metallic stretching a bare arm as she perched on her high stool was Sarah. One of the men. A real smoothie with a silk shirt open to smoothie. the belly button. <laughs> <laughs> open to the belly button? Yeah. So how many buttons can possibly be done up? One. None. And it's just, they're tucked in at the front, but he's not <laughs> actually got any done up. Um, Sounds and yet, like S Club 7. That reminds me, that just made me think of the bit at the end of Requiem for a Dream, where, um, what's her name, Jennifer Connelly is like, fucking another woman with like Uh a double ended dildo in front of all these gross men oh yeah that is grim like he made it out like it was going to be that bad like she was like revealed in this club and like oh but it was just she was just at a bar she's just like holding court to a bunch of desperate dicks (laughs) which we've all had that experience (laughs) and then he goes and like saves her from this from what she seems completely in control of the situation it's I see this is why it's so hard to like understand what's going on here and then It's like, are they living in reality now? And then, because the next bit is, faces pelting at me, faces like snow hitting a car windscreen. What? (laughs) Just what? Going. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. Faces. Don't mind that description. Like you'd have to be
1: moving pretty fast for the faces to be going past that quickly. But then he kills a dog. (laughs) Look, Philip, your your fish aren't swimming in the same direction, mate. I'm sorry, they're good fish. But they're not swimming the same.
0: (laughs) Like, they were in a club, and then they're running away from a club, and then the dog is coming towards him. But inside the photo booth, or maybe not inside the photo booth, and then he's just got a shovel in his hands, and then just kind of semi-accidentally kills the dog to death. Kills it to death. Not halfway, all the way to death. Fully killed. (laughs) And I just don't know what's going on anymore. Like, I was so confused. I mean, that's my daily life really oh yeah and then after he's killed this dog he gets his photo taken <laughs> sure um, and then I'll VI I've memory at the moment <laughs> and then VI is just there as well um, and he says like look at the last photo of the set we could be brothers um, and the story there is that VI's twin brother died in an accident on the railway line which is devastating that is sad that is really sad I mean not just because my partner is a twin so the idea of like I don't know what one of them would do if the other died they're so close it's like really grim Um, but yeah so what happened they were in a club and then they weren't and then they were inside the thing but like the edges of reality seem to have come apart or maybe I was just reading too quickly yeah no I
1: know what you mean it's hard to tell if it's intentional like if the author's just lost control of the story or it's all this kind of intentional fever dream really weird like the part of the film where it becomes this sort of trippy bit where it's just all
0: these loose images Well, here's my theory. Okay. I think this book is about drugs. Oh. So, Alice is dead for no reason. So, it's like
1: that song, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. (laughs) What? It's a real song. I can't
0: feel my face when I'm with you. Yeah. I'm numb. I can't take my face when I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alice is dead for no reason in the photo booth, right? Which suggests to me there might be an overdose. Yeah. Um, VI has got like really weird behaviour. Um, slipping between like what's real and what's not real obviously had the trauma of his brother dying trauma can sometimes lead you to like substance abuse Um, there's a bit where like his dad thinks he's on drugs Mm. and then he says no but like I think maybe there is because also this bit there seemed to be no time at all I think it could have been 5 minutes or 5 hours and then he says um, that things are all over him Um, and that suggests like hallucinogenics to me having no concept of time things on you not knowing what's real and what and what's not real in a setting that you know in regular life that's true um, and the main fear is that they might end up homeless like VI which mm. would seem to be what they believe to be the the end point of like taking drugs so is this all about drugs maybe
1: that's but, interesting or it could i suppose it could be about mental illness as well yeah Um, Yeah, like Annie and I have been watching some films about possession, like you do, and a TV show about possession, because why the fuck not? And generally they seem to come down to, has this person got a physical problem, like epilepsy or something like that, or like a brain tumour or something, or is it really demons, or do they just think it's demons? Mm. Like, maybe not even mentally ill, but they maybe have grown up in a really religious house, and so when things start going wrong. Like, I don't even think it really matters if you are really possessed. What matters is you think that you're possessed. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I suppose it exists in that place where it could be anything. It could be that it's actually some weird, spooky shit going on. It could be drugs or it could be mental illness, like a sort of shared hallucination.
0: Well, I think the thing that made me think it was drugs is, like, when you have, um, like, a mugshot of someone who's arrested and they're on, like, meth... And they put it next to a picture And you can just They're
1: rough aren't they
0: Yeah I mean like Meth meth. fucks your face It really does a lot to you But also like Anything that keeps you up For days on end And you don't eat And then you don't like Do all your basic hygiene things Do you think that's what it is
1: It's not really the drug itself It's that you don't You can't look after yourself
0: I mean I think it's a combination Of the two Um, And just like not eating Makes you look so awful Do you know what I mean Like if, if you can go like A week without having any food You'll like look ragged as fuck um, and also, like, you don't, don't feel
1: like. Well, I was going to say, would you not feel like shit? But I suppose the drugs would mask that, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why that's what addiction is, isn't it? It's an endless cycle of doing the thing that makes you feel not as shit as you feel when you're straight. Mm. Um, and also, like the the idea that like um, they've got these pictures of themselves when they were young and beautiful and unsullied, and now if they go in, what they're shown is this like horrible reality of how ravaged they look. You've made this book so much better than <laughs> I think it actually is on the page because
1: that's sad. That's yeah. actually really scary and sad. I think the book is really sad. I don't, thi- I don't know if it really intends any of that, but I like it. Anyway,
0: it goes off a cliff at this point. Cool. <laughs> um, alongside all of this is Denzel saying that he's found a girl who was in the original pictures, the ones that they thought were Alice, when Alice died. Um, and she actually works in a video store and he is in love with her. And here's the fucking completely bizarre and pointless story yeah, this here. this bit's weird. She is a mail-order bride oh god I hate that phrase from somewhere in Southeast Asia (laughs) and Denzel wants her because she's married to the video store owner who is of course fat Um, and we all know we can just buy her now yeah we can yeah awful but he also wants one more girl on the face taker why? why I don't understand Um, but anyway John goes to his house to kind of like try and talk him out of this and here's what he finds are you ready for more sadness? oh no So, he said, like, it it was once a caravan park. Um, And he basically lives in a caravan. It was not much bigger than my bedroom. How could a family live in it? I peered in through the window. There was a table and a tiny basin. There was one mug on the washboard, one plate on the rack. It might have been true, the things that Denzel said about his parents. If so, their flexible arrangement meant that none of them was living here. Isn't that sad? Do you know what that makes me think of? Do you know the bit that
1: I could actually cry thinking about? Did you ever watch Skins? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, it was of its time and actually our uh, lovely pal Michael D Richardson's got a great podcast um. where he uh, and his friend sorry they and their friend rewatch skins um, and it's great so if you're into skins then highly recommend that which of course now I can't remember what it's called but I'm sure you can find it really easily <laughs> it's about skins um, but there's a bit where Chris one of the characters he's, he's got a single mum and his mum gives him T- a ton of money like two grand and is like I'm going away for the weekend don't spend it all and of course he does he has like a massive party and buys loads of booze and drugs and then she just never comes back
0: oh. and that was
1: just her leaving him like abandoning him and oh it's just God. I could actually cry thinking about
0: it it's so sad well this bit as well how could anyone just live alone instead of a house next door was a tumble down shed with ropes of cobweb in the window and a glimpse of ancient tins of stuff that only 60 year old gardeners would know Gromar, more paraquat I thought of the nights so I'd lain in bed and fumed at my family, at Kate's snide comments. Kia, love my name, Kia. Spoiled yeah, me brat too. It's, it's a really good. Name. good. Um, Kia's spoiled brat whinging in the night, and mum and dad. Times I'd heard the hoots of the train, the night trains, and wished I could be miles away, but not like this. Oh, Isn't that just really that sad? So sad? Like this guy's such a prick, and he's like a horrible bully, but also, like, of course.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: how would you come through that and be like? Well adjusted. That is really sad. Although, and, do you know, it's weird what I took from this whole book is that this guy really
1: likes trains. Because <laughs> yeah. there's shitloads of stuff about trains.
0: Yeah, and they're all hanging out in the station. Anyway, inside the house, he finds pictures of uh, giant, like, inside the caravan, sorry, giant blown up pictures of Mona, the girl, and um, him as Ace of Guys, which I have just written as Ace of Base. <laughs> <laughs> all that he wants is another baby, it's right? Fine. Um, anyway, they go to the station, and Denzel has drugged VI, and it seems tried to kill him inside the face taker. Uh, but VI isn't dead, and he wakes up and he wants to kill Denzel. But Denzel is on a train already with Mona, who is represented in a very racist and oh no. sexist manner. Oh no. Can find it? You've read the kind of story in the papers, and you've seen them on TV how a middle aged bloke, kind of sad but with a bit of money, takes a plane to Thailand or the Philippines. Sometimes they don't bother with the plane, but get a catalogue with photos through an agency by post. What's wrong with that? They say when they're interviewed, it's not illegal. What kind of life would these girls have had out there anyway, in a village? What true-blooded bloke wouldn't like a wife like that? Let's be honest now. Doesn't answer back to what she's told. Is
1: that meant to be self-referential? I really fucking hope so.
0: Yeah, I think he's saying that this is what these guys say. Right, I see. But I originally read it as... You that does sound great. Yeah, <laughs> poor Mona or whatever her real name was in the language she'd left back home. And there's like a horrible bit where he he writes phonetically <laughs> what she said. Um, oh my god, a rat or a mouse
1: has oh. just gone under the fence. Oh my god, a big mouse or a small rat. Oh, I quite like rats. Um, he's just doing his thing he looks fine And if she's brown is it a mouse or can he have brown rats as well
0: I think what, what color do you think a rat is black oh I think it's the tail that's the giveaway oh well I don't know um, anyway he, she's like I, 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 I don't want this man I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it <laughs> how they say it I hope this man doesn't thank fuck yeah it's bad <laughs> um, my husband he'll be angry send me back so she doesn't even want to be taken by fucking Denzel and this part does not end well um, so VI wants to kill Denzel um, Which is understandable I think And then Denzel uh, Like John tries to convince VI that he's his brother to stop him Also it. what has any of this got to do with the
1: fucking photo booth?
0: Yeah it's completely gone now VI is like Oh yeah you are my brother and then Denzel says that he's the real brother Unless just pause for a second These two men are emotionally manipulating A mentally ill guy yeah. Which is not good but Denzel wins this uh, game, apparently, and says he's the real brother. And then John gets crushed underneath a train. Yeah. It's quite brutal, that bit. Almost as brutal as the noise coming from that fucking building site. <laughs> you hate it so much. Oh, I'm angry about it. Listen to this, though. <clears throat> I might read the whole bit. Okay. It's quite good, I think, Okay, the gravel hit me. I threw my arms up around my head as if that could somehow fend off hurtling tons of steel. There was a clash and a roar like a huge dog jumping at its chain and a slam of hard air knocked my breath out, though I might have been screaming. And the small calm voice inside my head said, oh, so this is what it's like to, di- to die. So this is it. Um, and then he talks about like seeing it, uh, pulling dark the flash of wheels and pistons too fast to make sense of. But it wasn't me. I was watching. I could see it. The train was on the next track. Oh, where Denzel and V.I. had yeah. been. Oh, I totally read no, that wrong. He,
1: John doesn't get hit by a train. They get hit by ah, a train.
0: Ah, I totally read that wrong. Think of blender blades all of a sudden and yet going on forever. Or try not to think of it. Try. Try not to think of it when you wake up in the small hours gasping for breath. Try not to think of it in every little crack between your thoughts at home, at work, at rest, in your dreams. Try not to think of it now for the rest of your life like me. I think that's really good. Good. Also, I know you're annoyed at that building site, but that Did sound <laughs> added to your description there. So, yeah, Denzel uh, does die, but fucking so does VI. Yeah. Um, I just think the think of the blender blades is really, really good, isn't it? I remember
1: being terrified of being hit by a train as a kid, because I had that Quentin Blake illustrated booklet. Did you have that? No. It was this booklet of train safety that was illustrated in a humorous and horrible way by Quentin Blake, and it was all about, like, you shouldn't pee off a railway bridge because you can get electrocuted. Mm -hmm. I guess that's more for people with penises because the the electricity can, like, go back up your pee and, like, electrocute you. And it was, like, you shouldn't put your head out of a train window because there might be a pole that will, like, knock your head off. All of these were illustrated in Quentin Blake. (laughs) Which we all loved because he'd done the Roald Dahl books So we'd seen all his illustrations And I remember being really obsessed and terrified by it
0: Do you know what we watched? We we all had to sit in the P.E. Hall P.E. Hall makes it sound very grand This was in junior school So I was younger than 11 We all had to sit in there and watch a video About a boy who'd gone out to play football one day And then he'd come home And he was carrying his football boots by the laces And they were stupid enough to go over a train track and he got his laces and his shoes caught on a train track. And then they were his best football boots, so he didn't want to leave them. And then he got fucking hit by a train, and his fucking legs got sawed off by the train. And then later on, you saw him in hospital with no fucking legs. Was this real? No, obviously, it's just like a PSA okay. video. But like, we must have been eight, or seven, even. Oh my god. I, that stayed with me forever. I can, I can remember the, um, the shots in the video. Wow. What the fuck, man? (laughs) That's horrible. I know. Trains were a real source of terror.
1: I also remember being really afraid. The town that I lived in, it had, um, you know, like the level crossing. Mm -hmm. So where the the road went across the train line and sometimes it would go boo 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 And then like the barriers would come down. And you have to stop. You have to stop in your car. And I was always terrified that our car would get stuck in between the two things and then we would get hit by a train.
0: Yeah, because that happened on a number of shows. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I think it was on like (laughs) Casualty and 999. Yeah. I remember being terrified, because I used to roller skate all the time, I used to um, be terrified of going near a fence on my roller skates, because on 999 one time there was a kid who had uh, fallen and the top, you know the pointy top of the thing, (gasps) had gone directly through their neck. So they were just fucking stuck on this like, fence. It was so scary. It was so scary. Do you know what I was afraid of on 999? There was a girl who had really long hair
1: and she was in a- Swimming pool. swimming Like a jacuzzi thing. Yep. And her hair got caught in the jets. Yep. And someone had to keep going and like giving her mouth to mouth under the water. Do you think they were all just fictional just to scare the shit out of kids? Now that I think about it. <laughs> I also remember a car driving into a swimming pool. Did I dream that? No, I think that sounds right as well. I feel like that should be our next podcast. We re-watch 999. Because <laughs> oh I used to
0: love that. I, I used to find it, find it terrifying. I would love to do that. I accept your proposal okay. for a new podcast of 999. All right, then. Um, we'll have to make some sort of pun on Burke.
1: Yeah. Or maybe maybe we could get the boy band 911 to do our theme tune. I mean, they must be they free. Them. They must be available. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening... What are you up to?
0: <laughs> Do phone in. Yeah. What were they called? Nine one one. No, the, oh, I the boys. Know. Lee and. Oh my god, you can Marcus. remember Marcus. any of them. I remember Lee.
1: Did I make that up? No, Marcus I think you're right. and Francine. I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what they were called. Um, about this book, it's not really Logan's favourite line, but there's a description of butter blonde hair. Ooh. And I really like that. Why don't you see that more? Butter blonde. You always get like blonde hair being described as like wheat or sunshine. Silver. Yeah, but like butter mm. is a good description of blonde hair.
0: Really yellow. Yeah. Really yellow. Kids kid yellow hair.
1: Yeah, only kids really have hair that colour. But mm. I think that's really good, that butter blonde hair. Um I've got nineties things. Go on. <laughs> So it costs £2.50 to get the photos. She would that like now. Eight quid
0: now. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, somebody wears an ankle chain. Oh, my God. They also wear a tight little black dress in gold-look PVC. What the fuck? Ooh, good. Oh, God. Oh, um, <laughs> God. And her eyes are slanted Egyptian-style. What yeah. racist. Green-shadowed. Basically, they're just making out that these two teenage girls dress up like... Like... Madonna Yeah I mean They can get
1: away with it They're teenage girls Yep Fucking rocket. Why not <laughs> The amount of I, I was going to say The amount of clothes I wore as a teenager As in the small amount of clothes <laughs> No you're just going to say I would
0: have 20 the, items on the, At no, any one time The
1: tiny tiny scraps Of nothing That I wore as a teenager And like All your body parts Just stay still Where they're meant to be So you don't even need Like a bra or
0: anything Or I didn't Because they just stayed there <laughs> don't, don't bounce or anything I've got this like Weird like orange sort of bandeau like thing with with skulls on which I must have bought from like H&M maybe when I was 23 or 24 which is almost 10 years ago now and um, I for some reason still have it because I I hate I don't think I've ever really worn it it's the sort of thing you might wear to a festival with some jeans when you're like really skinny and like it's really hot yeah Um, and I put it on the other day and I was just like why have I been keeping this like it barely goes around my body now (laughs) you just when you get into your 30s being 30 is great like honestly I wouldn't change it but you do just become wider everywhere even if it's, like, by, like, millimetres, you just notice. Like, your ribs even seem to go out.
1: Yeah, I just feel like my body is just a little bit more unruly. Yeah, yeah
0: it does. It just sort of moves in more unexpected directions <laughs> that I didn't think that it could. We don't have any American things, of course, but we should, have, we should have been noting British things. I did. Oh, go on. So here's all the UK things that we have. Tony
1: Blair. Oh, my God, Tony Blair was in it. Yeah, well, I mean, he wasn't a character in it. He was referred to. Quick save. I know, he works at Quick Save. Yeah, not Tony Blair. Well, maybe he does <laughs> maybe now. Maybe <we> he should. <laughs> There's a Wheel of Fortune fruit machine. Oh my which God. Which I believe to be the most British thing <laughs> that's ever been in a book. Wheel of Fortune fruit machine. Also the following phrase, something, quote, made me poorly. Oh yeah, that Poo-ly. is really English. That's a very English Poo-ly. word. I remember the, um, this one particular dinner lady at my primary school, she said poorly.
0: Oh. Are you feeling poorly? Oh. <laughs> she was nice. I never thought about that, but poorly is really funny poorly. phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Are you feeling poorly? Are you feeling like, poorly? are you feeling badly? Yeah. <laughs> but Boily. we don't take it like that. I yeah. know, it's weird, isn't it?
1: That dinner lady always used to also ask me if I was... Was I not going to eat my jam butties?
0: No. Oh.
1: I didn't like jam butties.
0: No, they're horrible. No.
1: Don't know why I kept getting them every day. <laughs> but there you go. Um, yeah, and the only fashion thing, again, was that tight gold PVC dress, which... Sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds like something only a teenager really could pull off.
0: Those, those girls sound like they're having the time of their lives. I
1: know. Why is it like, we need to rescue them? Because no, drugs. You don't. Let them get that D. <laughs> <laughs> they want it. Well, we don't have really a too stupid to live heroine, do we? No. I mean, even if we're thinking of John as the heroine. He's a bit of a blank space of a character, really. A... We didn't even know what his name was for most
0: of us. <laughs> Which is a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. Um, and I guess our sexy bad boy sociopath is Denzel. Nah. But it just seems like, I don't know. Mean and a bully, and then like really tragic, and then dead. Oh, and none of those are sexy to me. (laughs) Um, death toll, vi. I really wish vi hadn't died. I know that's a shame. Alice and Denzel, Denzel. three that's quite high. Yeah, and then of course, vi's brother, yeah, kind of like um, in the before times. (laughs) BB before book. (laughs) Um, we don't really have any queer subtext, nah, although maybe that John loves Denzel because he has got this like. Hulk and bear charisma it just looks so rough
1: There's like horny subtext for sure yeah
0: i'm adding that as a new category horny subtext. subtext um is it good though no it's just kind of a mess it doesn't really make a lot of sense like i liked a lot of the elements when they were introduced like you know the weird um photo booth could have been good but then they never really wrapped any really of it up together up. it's like yeah. was it all bollocks made up by denzel just to help just to get away with this woman's wife but then why did he need to do all that at all he could just just man's wife although if it was a woman's wife did i say I, woman's wife yeah oh if only <laughs> um <laughs> lesbian slip is it was it all just a lie by this guy to rob someone else's east asian wife i just didn't think it was very good to be honest no two, i would say two yeah i want to give it a th- no two you're right um is it good bad not really um, two? it's not like funny yeah um, two. at
1: least there's a lot I mean yeah I think it's got potentially good ideas like Mm. I do like the sort of spooky photo booth idea but it just doesn't work work (laughs) it's fishes are swimming in different ways it just didn't come together alright two for the confused fish sorry and what are we doing next week I think Um, we're doing double date we are and I'll tell you what Heather I've read this one fucking hell (laughs) it is a shit show oh god that's my tonight reading it's it's you know how there's like two kinds of sinclair smith books there's like the kind of decent ones like um the one with heath the bad boy heath mm-hmm. and then there's the waitress yep it's the waitress
0: oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> will we have trixie's eggy mess <laughs> tune in next week uh and if you're doing read along read double date um, and sinclair where can smith. people find us before then on twitter at teenage scream underscore and on instagram at teenage scream pod and if this rambling isn't
0: enough, and you want more, more you can get, rambling, more rambling, you can get a bonus monthly episode, um, and we cover even worse books, predominantly. You didn't think it was possible. <laughs> it is. You can become a meatloaf at teenage scream dot, wait no, uh, Patreon dot <laughs> slash teenage scream podcast. See you next week. Bye.